The best part is it's spirituality. It's something that everybody has and hopefully they can find. Each individual has their own goals. And for me, it's important initially to remove any sort of fear. Can start where you're on a level playing field and you feel respected and you have your dignity, then I think it's a, a wonderful beginning of a relationship to be able to fill and to grow. In mind, trying new things, experimenting. And the smart ones are the ones, sometimes if you make yourself vulnerable, it makes you very powerful. A lot of spirituality is being in the now. It's also need to be in the right frame of mind because if not, you're clouded. Welcome to the World of Luxury Unplugged podcast. If you are passionate about entrepreneurship, creativity, and maintaining a sane mind at the same time, you found your tribe. Join us on Luxury Unplugged podcast as we embark on, a, on an unfiltered journey into extraordinary lives of individuals who are living life to the fullest, achieving greatness, and inspiring others along their journey. They've achieved all of this and more while maintaining a spiritually stable mindset, staying peaceful, happy, calm, centered, and grounded. So today we are pleased to host uh, Richard Blank. He is the Chief Executive Officer for Costa Rica's Call Center. And with a unique blend of motivational public speaking, coupled with his adept uh, use of uh, tactful and rhetoric, he is able to impart not only knowledge, but expertise to nurture and educate an impressive cohort, 10,000 bilingual telemarketers. Welcome, Richard. I'm so happy to be here with you today and to share your ideas with your audience. And the best part is it's spirituality. It's something that everybody has, and hopefully they can find. Because if they do, then they're going to have a very, very fulfilled life. Absolutely. So um, what I have understood from reading from your excerpts and your blogs is that uh, you're a very focused uh, CEO of a call center, and that requires practical strategies and you know real-life examples. So uh, to help um, motivate the employees at every stage of achieving their goals. So with spirituality at the back of your mind, how do you, how do you achieve that? Well, each individual has their own goals. And for me, it's important initially to remove any sort of fear. Okay. Because Nati, that, that's a morbid anticipation. That's the sort of way if a relationship can start where you're on a level playing field and you feel respected and you have your dignity, then I think it's a, a wonderful beginning of a relationship to be able to fill and to grow. And so on the first day, it's really about reducing stress and opening their minds for a brand new experience. Is it for everybody? No, it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. But I also believe keeping an open mind, trying new things, experimenting. And the smart ones are the ones that ask questions, not because they doubt you, Nati, it's, it's for clarification. 
when someone wants to break it down into smaller piles mm -hmm. to separate, I find that to be brilliance because they're finding their balance and they're realizing how they can move and what their rhythms are. And these are with strangers. And a lot of people are putting up masks in the beginning because of past experiences or what they're afraid of what's going to happen in the future. And so, you know, my friend, sometimes if you make yourself vulnerable, it makes you very powerful. And if I can tap into these things in the beginning, I can get you some of the strongest warriors in the world. Oh. <laughs> I just have to walk with you on this one. I just can't drag you on that sort of spiritual journey. Wow, that's very well put. Um, so in the in the context of, uh, you know, effective communication, which is your forte, I, I am assuming, um, and you also are into motivational speaking. So what do you think influences uh, the most uh, in terms of your employees, in terms of your teams who are working towards a set goal? Uh, you know, because... Um, as, as a call center operations uh, person, uh, there, there are targets that, are, that need to be achieved. So uh, in terms of keeping the same mind and working towards them, possibly in different, uh, you know, uh, for people in different time zones. So how yes. is that practically achieved in, in your uh, operations? Well, I, I think that you and I have something in common, so many, but I'm gonna name one, is that we're bilingual. We speak multiple languages. And to me, that bears the mark of higher education. In fact, I have a Philly accent, you have an Indian accent. I see that as a beauty mark. So um, I, I like to start off strong. I let them know that learning a second language is 10 times harder than any account that I would put them on. That's number one. You reduce stress by giving information. The more that resources that the agent has, they feel more comfortable. The morale is high. They have a chance because if you don't give enough numbers to call, there's not a good script. There's no support. I mean, you're almost swimming in circles. And yes, there are metrics. People need to make certain phone calls to speak to enough people to convert the calls to get deals. But with me, it was a little bit different because let's just say hypothetically, you need to make a hundred phone calls a day to speak to X amount of people to get five deals. Well, when I was on the phone, I was, I was speaking to maybe about 80 people a day. It's not like I was making less phone calls. I was having longer conversations, <laughs> you know, I was having a great time with people. And so those sort of numbers and metrics that you were talking about were, it's almost like a top athlete. You can't compare to their shooting percentages and their winning percentages. And so you have the norm, but then you have the ace. Then you have the person that's excelled. Now, is it because my English is more native speaking? Absolutely not. Really what it's about is attentive thinking. You know, a lot of spirituality is being in the now. It's true. And so if I can be not just on that 10 minute phone call, but break it down to not only 30 seconds, but be in a good five to 10 second window here, mm -hmm. I can catch something. I can hear something in the background. Maybe you're so excited over something 
that we may camp for a while and I don't continue the other questions I needed to ask. And so sometimes people have to realize that give and take and, and, and how people are, are understanding you in the beginning. And so for me to hit those metrics, you need to, like, as I say, an athlete needs to be in a certain balance to take a swing for a baseball. And you also need to be in the right frame of mind because if not, you're clouded. And so a lot of it is 10% wiggle. There's always a wild card. There might be rain on your one day off that you work, <laughs> you know, you can't go to the beach. And so you always need to not have a plan B, but be flexible. Be like, as Bruce Lee says, water, you, you got to be able to move your mass into different sort of shapes. I know I'm getting very philosophical and deep, but it can happen sometimes. Your conversation with an elder individual, you might need to speak louder because they can't hear you and a little bit slower. No problem. But if you speak to a hotshot in New York City that's got three minutes before appointments, you might need to go quick, right? Yeah. Get right to the point. Absolutely. And so these are the sort of colors in your crayon box that you can choose from time to time, like your two amazing paintings behind you. They're so beautiful, but they're so different at the same time. But both of them evoke the same emotion. So that's the way I see things. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You for the compliment. Uh, but I also get... Well, you got good taste, Needy. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate it very much. Um, yeah. I think there, there are a few nuggets over here. So if I put it in, in simple words, is that you tend to, first of all, take off the, the layer of um, anxiety and worry um, when somebody joins. And you tend to train them to be more centered and more grounded in the conversation that they're having rather than run towards, uh, you know, the targets would be achieved eventually, if I may um, understand it correctly. I mean, the targets will be achieved if you're having a good conversation with the person on the other end. Yes, ma'am. And there's so many clues to that. But I'll give you the number one clue is when you can tell people are being lazy it's hedging it's when they say okay okay um ah uh, uh, great as the answer every single time they're not engaged sometimes when people give an answer and you say that's great no no i didn't say that's great my phone is not working <laughs> you're not listening to me and so that's when uh, stress gets elevated that's when people keep pressing zero because they're putting information into an IVR and they're not getting a result. A lot of people today want that sort of interactive relationship. Sometimes it's to let off steam. Okay, I understand that. That's fine. But they want that sort of, if you're paying the money and you are entrusting a company to fulfill something for you, sometimes they want a relationship with someone, like their favorite waitress at the diner that knows exactly what you want to eat and your favorite drink. You know, I, I love I love people like that. I, I love having that 10 year relationship with a store owner because you've supported them. They supported you. And it's just a beautiful thing. It's a nice circle. And so people rush these calls. They do hedging. They don't use names. 
Your name is so amazing and exotic sometimes. So when email doesn't bounce back, they should, they should ask you to spell it in the military alphabet. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's just ensuring that, that it's pronounced properly because it's very unique, exotic, and amazing. And also just out of respect and curiosity, that's a, that's a nice five minute camp you can make right there just to talk about the importance and the tradition of your name and your culture. Yeah. I expect agents to give a company name spike if they're prospecting. I think they should say the name of the company much better than the person answering the phone. And, and a final very good tip, my friend, and it's a beautiful tip and it's for free, paying it forward. If somebody has assisted me prior to being transferred to you, I will let them know verbally they did a great job. When I speak to you, I will then let you know they did a great job. And when I write you a follow-up email, I'm going to mention it in writing. So it's a positive verbal and written escalation. So when I call your company back and your assistant answers, and they say, Richard, I've been here for seven years. You're the first person to ever write about me to that team before, and she's buying me lunch today. Thank you. And this is my company culture. This is her direct extension. And this is pretty much how I'm going to teach you how to close this deal. And so those that seem as fire-breathing dragon gatekeepers are the ones that hold the key. And if you can just reduce that sort of anger into empathy and appreciation, then don't be surprised if these individuals aren't your greatest ally mm -hmm. that add momentum. I mean, why would you go into that sort of phone call with that negative mindset? Yes, you're trying to prospect, but as I say, the first impression you give is anonymity. You're not anonymous the whole call, but I'm sharing with you that I'm saying the name of your company in a way where it sounds familiar to me. <laughs> and I've seen just that alone could reduce any sort of defense from a 10 to a five where their first response is, who's this compared to who is this? <laughs> so these are the sort of checkpoints, checkpoints that you get right. to make sure that you're moving forward. And, and that's good spiritually too, because you need that sort of reinforcement from time to time that this sort of investment is paying off for you. And so people need that sort of patience. They just want the end result, but they're not willing to do that dedicated practice and heavy lifting in the middle. And that's what I'm trying to instill in people that you, you need to put in that sort of time. Right. So in terms of um, communicating effectively, especially in the international uh, business context. Uh, yes. The fact that you are into call center operations, you might be dealing with clients all over the world as well. So, so what sort of, um, you know, cultural uh, sense sensitivity um, do you need uh, when you are talking to somebody in Europe versus somebody in New York City? Like you mentioned one of the tips that, you know, how fast life is in New York. But sure. if Europe and Australia, I mean, if you're dealing with people over there, the clients that you're dealing with, what sort of cultural competency or sensitivity should should a, a person who is into communications have? Well, let's look at it in a mature way. And by the way, that's why you have the best podcast. You really are prepared and ask the best <laughs> questions. <laughs> I need to I need to follow 
the Costa Rican labor laws. That go, that's the first thing we need to talk about besides company culture and personalities and supervisors. I'll get to that in a minute. The clients need to understand that there are certain holidays, certain rights that the workers have, certain payments that need to be done, taxes that may not be the same in their country. And I, I can't be flexible that way. I can't avoid following the rules and I'm not going to do it for you. <laughs> you know, these are certain things that, and when you leave, I'm still here with my reputation. And so I've had to make very, very clear that do our labor laws fit with your work schedule? Because in the United States, there's certain holidays like Memorial Day, Labor Day, Columbus Day. That's a holiday in the States. Things are closed, but it's a working day in Costa Rica. So legally, they have to be paid. And then there's eight feriados. There's eight holidays in Costa Rica, which do not coincide with the United States besides Christmas and New Year's. And so these are days that the agents legally do not have to come to work and there's no repercussion. So if a client says, if he doesn't come in on Tuesday, fire him, I can't do that by law. And so that's the sort of thing that we have to plan out so there's no surprises. And secondly, I don't like circumvention. We need to have some sort of protocol. I can't have, it's great that you communicate with the agent, but there could be a miscommunication there. You can't let the kid leave early or not give him enough leads and let us know. And so I, I got to make sure that we have a chain of command so things run properly. And if you are interested in speaking with the agents, by all means, but I can't have you using excessive profanity which may work in the Manhattan office or Wolf of Wall Street, but you're talking about an exceptionally conservative Catholic culture. And these individuals go home to their parents. So maybe what may work in your office to motivate your buddies does not work here. And so I just have to make sure that your motivation is appropriate. I mean, I don't want somebody to hold themselves back from greatness. But then again, don't write us in bold cap. I had supervisors write in red before. You don't do things like that. And so that's the sort of thing that can ruin the morale and the synergy of my center. See, here's the thing. These people are 3,000 miles away. They hire a dozen agents with me. Sure, they speak with them. They've trained them and everything. But I'm the one that walks the rows with them, right? I break bread with them. How about this, my friend? Maybe there's something that's happening outside the office that causes someone to break down. I've seen grown men cry. Client's not there. I'm there. I'm the one that gets them off the phone for five minutes to put some water on their face. Or do you know I collect pinball machines and retro arcade machines? I have a huge I game know. room. Yes, I do. I know you did. So I, I, I try, especially on the first day, we play games prior to the class. But if someone's having a tough day or if someone's having the best day, the greatest thing to do is go downstairs and celebrate with me or talk with me on the pinball machines. And so this has been an exceptionally effective medium for me to get people to calm down because you're dealing with 160 controlled hours a month and people might see it as monotonous. There's burnout in my industry. People see it as transitional. In fact, in your country is the powerhouse in the world. I compete. Not, not compete that way. I believe that we're all colleagues. And if there is somebody on the phone that has the skill set, the soft skills, and earns that account, 
you earned it. You can't, you, you, you can't spin this. And so I, I respect the trade. And so dealing with these clients all over the world, I just got to make sure that we bring our best things to the table. We talk about the challenges we have because I love preventions instead of cures. And, and yes, there is attrition. So what is our plan B? I, I compete against Amazon. But the one thing the clients will love about me is that, as I mentioned, no surprises. Here's the best thing about running a business. It's about accountability. Even if I wasn't there, I'm still going to make the phone call. I'm going to let them know what happened, what our solution is. And I've, I've realized, I've realized that you judge somebody's character during chaos and I've had the best relationships when we've had to dust ourselves off after a bump compared to things that are just smooth sailing. Because if you can have that sort of relationship with somebody, because life does happen mm-hmm. where you're in touch immediately, you have a game plan, you're not screaming, yelling, or in my case, pulling my hair out. Um, <laughs> people love you for it. And, and so when you have to make a call or have a conversation, it, it, it's a really nice level to be at with somebody. I, the word mature comes to mind because you do need impulse control mm-hmm. and you need to sometimes be forthright with somebody. If there's water coming in the boat, you got to let them know. And so um, was that the toughest part of my job? It's not the most fun, but I've also realized that this is the responsibility that I signed up for. And spiritually, even if something goes terribly wrong and I even lose an account, mm-hmm. if I did the right steps and did the best that I could and ethically and morally and on time and just sometimes the bingo balls did not bounce to my advantage, um, I can look at myself in the mirror. Right. And, and that's part of spirituality too. You, you have to look in the mirror on the good days and on the bad days, but you can't look away. You have to keep moving forward that way. True, true. So, um, yeah, those are lovely um, nuggets that you've already shared. And I think <laughs> you've covered my questions before I, I try to put a spin on them. Um, yeah, these were the questions that I was having, actually. And uh, I think one of the things that I'd like to take away for my audience would be, um, you know, one uh, success story that you think is not only relevant to the people on the floor, but people who are in management, in consulting these days, in IT consulting and HR consulting, you know, how can they uh, enhance perhaps their relationships um, in the midst of conflicts, in the midst of um, team uh, cohesion? So what is that uh, one success story perhaps that you'd like to talk about that you have resolved in your times? I know this. Your managers and supervisors look in my eyes right now. You know perfectly well you were the top person on that phone at one time. Are you earning more money? Some supervisors don't. Sometimes you earn more money on the phone or with the commissions. Mm-hmm. Are you satisfied? Sure, with your title. And you might have a nice office and people look at you differently. But you and I both know there was nothing better than when you were on the phone and hitting those metrics and seeing, going and ringing that bell. So my suggestion 
for these managers and supervisors with coffee breath that are under a lot of pressure running around trying to get you to increase your numbers? Remember where you were. Remember when you started out as a green agent and you built those skills. I know you're trying to transfer them, but you're doing it the wrong way because it's not working. <laughs> and so my, my suggestion is exactly that. At first ask if you can make a suggestion. I want people's permission before observing them, right? So if I can get someone's permission as someone. Number two, you praise in public. You critique in private, okay? Because a lot of the times these ego-filled supervisors like to cause a scene on the floor, maybe make a sacrifice to scare the others and to prove a point. I think that's a terrible thing to do. The agents have the leverage. They can always quit. And then you don't have anybody anymore and look at all that time you invested in them. But then when you sit down with them, and you observe and you have your quality control, your QA, so you have solid metrics on, you have their recordings. I think you should discuss what you have done in the past and you should discuss your mistakes. You gotta explain when you skinned your knee, you fell out of the tree, you missed the bus, you had to walk in the rain. Why? Prove you're human. It also, you learn the lesson. And so you can pay that forward as the wise one telling you the 101 things you should not do because I used to do that. I mean, don't look at me as an owner of a company that I was this angel kid that got perfect grades in school and stayed home on Saturday nights and read books. That was not me. <laughs> but I also wasn't a really bad kid either. I just clicked my heels and loved life. And so... When you see somebody in a certain position, don't, don't expect their story to be what others have done. You, you don't know the sacrifices made in the dedicated practice. And so I think people like to hear those long shot stories. The greatest biographies are when you read about the people before they were rich and famous. And you're like, yeah, but that was Albert Einstein. Yeah, but when he was a child, he, he wasn't that genius yet. He wasn't acclaimed. He didn't have those papers written. Or Elvis Presley, when you see them as a baby. Yeah, but he was the king. I know, but he's a baby there. And so people need to catch up with their destiny. They always had it in them. Why? Because they did it. They're dead now. <laughs> Obviously, they had their vision quest. They had their spiritual life journey. Each person, straight. there's no straight lines in nature. So how do you expect each person to fit into that? Look at the different colors that we're wearing and the different art we have. We have it in common, but it's still different that day. It's so important that you find that one thing. It's your mantra, it's your meditation, it's your humming, it's your music, it's your sense that you like, it's your five senses that kick in. Is it chocolate that you love? Do you love the smell of lavender? Is silk the greatest thing you could put on your skin? I mean, these are the sort of things that you can see and touch, but my good friend, your show's about something deeper. It's about something that's inside of each one of us. And the last thing I'm ever gonna do is tell someone how to be spiritually. I'm just letting you know what happened with me and the sort of mentors that I had that showed that they can get scars and they're real people that can take real hits 
They're not invincible, but they're also not weak. And I love seeing things in people because I don't want a self-help book. I am the self-help. And I, I want to see what people can do for me to add to my wind and to my current. And when I meet with these people, I will always ask them when they first sign up for a job to turn a piece of paper over, Neti, and, and write me a few paragraphs of a coming of age moment. A time when you beat up a bully or saved a kitten and possibly did both in one day. Why am I doing this? Because your resume looks like everybody else's. It's the bells and the whistles. And stop telling me that you're loyal and committed. You just worked at four jobs in the last two years. And so I just want to see your grammar, spelling, and vocabulary. But I want your depth. Why? Because you have a great client that's on the phone with you and might ask you a real question. Can you answer them? Can you share something amazing about yourself where I can give you a nickname? and make you feel better on a rainy Wednesday. Are you real? Are you plastic? Or are you a painting? Who are you? And so I'm just curious to see if people are willing to share that with me. Now, if they can, and if they do, then they're the perfect fit for my circle. And they totally belong because there is strange and as unique and as beautiful as that flower in the desert. And those are the sort of people that I'm looking for that are willing to take this chance mm -hmm. in this beautiful life, if that makes any sort of sense. It does, it does. Uh, you have uh, summed up uh, the most practical aspects of the business in the most beautiful uh, spiritual side <laughs> by putting um, all the sorts of you know effective communication and confidence and adapting to environments and uh, adjusting to team members all of it together yes. so what your inside and how are you communicating by first of all knowing who you really are and then excellent taking it from there on right you're so smart yes a hundred percent you get an a plus in my class thank you so you much you really are smart <laughs> Thank you so much. But yes, yes, I take everything that doesn't need electricity. I don't need a computer. I don't need Wi-Fi. I don't need money to do this. These are all natural things that come. Mm -hmm. Back right. <laughs> My main advice for people is not to be so hard on themselves. Mm -hmm. Right? I think we're under some pressure, maybe in our younger years, to follow in certain footsteps academically a lot of our families put pressure on us to become lawyers or doctors and, and so you might need to take that chance I, I did I decided to be a Spanish major I didn't study economics or finance like my grandparents father and brother did and so you gamble on yourself and to me I couldn't have taken a career that would have put me in some sort of box. Would I have been successful as everybody else, but it would have been like a brick in a wall, would have been a grind. You and I live poets' lives. You love to dream and you love thinking of positive future and good things. Right. And I think that's very important to preserve that sort of mind space. And so you might need to be selfish sometimes. You. 
might have to fight against the naysayers and gray believers that are pushing you in a certain direction to fulfill their life at the sacrifice of yours. And that could affect your spirituality as well because you would not respect yourself. You would realize that your destiny, your life, your fulfillment, it, it would never happen. And it makes you sad because everything is within an arm's length grasp, but it's still out of reach. And what a life to live. And so at a very young age, I made that sort of commitment to not be destitute on the street and just paint shells on a beach and try to earn a living. But I had to at least go for it. And resentment and regret are terrible things to ruin your spirituality. Now, you can, you can once again, put to bed certain things you did as a child because you didn't know any better if you took a candy bar out of a store. I mean, every kid does that when they're four years old. As an adult, you and I would go back today, put $10 down and say, thank you very much and just walk out. That's the sort of people we are. You, you grow. And so I'm able to let things go in the past that I would be doing differently today. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to accept and realize that I don't take candy bars. I don't break windows. I do show up on time and I'm a good kid. And so, as you say, that's, that's shedding skin. That's yeah. growth. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful thing to see when people go through stages of life. And if somebody is budding and you could see they're extending their chest and their, you know, shoulders are back and chin is up, add to that momentum, maybe stand next to them. It might rub off on you. <laughs> so you, you find people that are having a great day that are in their moment, or you can assist that where if you see somebody say their name, say, hey, Mary, how are you doing today? The one that's making you sandwiches. They might, they might give you extra pickles. <laughs> so, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with giving compliments to people and how nice they look or how friendly they are. Or it makes for nicer days. Nati, it's true. And strangers are friends you haven't met yet. And if you look up instead of looking down on your phone and you just see the beauty of the world around you. Don't be surprised if you see somebody else that's looking at you, the only two people that are not on their phone. <laughs> and then you have a normal conversation like we used to. <laughs> that's the way I see things too. True. The world has changed so fast that, you know, everybody's glued onto their phone while the television is also on talking about being in a room with a handful of people. It's like the moment you're out of a meeting, you're on a phone and you're like, okay, what's next? <laughs> so uh, there's just too much, too much of variety going on around us that that centered feeling is hard to find. Um, whether you're working or you are at home trying to make dinner, you're still trying to, you know, trying to see what else can I do while I'm making dinner, things like that. <laughs> I believe people are lacking in certain soft skills today, mm -hmm. certain courtesies on how to introduce themselves or say goodbye before leaving a party. And as we mentioned the phone, people 
have it in them. They, they were raised a certain way by their parents and grandparents. But this younger generation, they're highly intelligent. They have the skill sets, but they're lacking that sort of soft skills. As I mentioned, being in the now, taking certain things to anchor with people, really being attentive and lucid in the moment, even taking copious notes, certain things to review in the future because we don't memorize everything. And you know, it's another really good tip to assist in spirituality is, is due diligence. I mentioned a company name spike earlier for business, but if you review like you and I did with one another, we reviewed our, our profiles and our bios and our websites. And so when you make a phone call to a company or you get on a podcast with a friend, oh my goodness gracious, it's easy Stevie. You can custom make a voicemail. You can custom make an email. Your questions to me this morning that you sent prior to this podcast was very well-versed, very prepared, and tailor-made towards me. And so you could, you could see not only are you a professional, but my goodness gracious, you are exceptionally prepared. And so look at the result of this podcast, having the best time and a great show. And so you can do this with a little bit of preparation prior people would be very impressed the fact that you read about them and you found two or three things in common. And so instead of looking at your phone, you can have that small talk right. at that party mm -hmm. or at that family gathering. You can talk about what your uncles and aunts have been doing because you've looked at their stuff lately and you're getting good at it. Right. And you'd be surprised how far that goes when you Remember things about somebody because the the real friends are the ones that not just remember your birthday, but remember those small things about you, the things you were proud about. And um, that's cool. And that's how you filter the people in your life. Mm -hmm. So so according to you, I think if if I may put it in, in simple words, it would be like if you're if you are absolutely in the moment whether on job or in person, uh, you'd be able to conduct yourself better in terms of uh, internationally, culturally, in any, any kind of uh, situation. Yes. Right? A thousand percent. Let me give you a visual. Mm -hmm. Remember James Bond movies? Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I know. Great, right? Don't you love when he would go to Q and he would give him the Aston Martin or the watch that does something? He gets his 1,001 secret tools. But in every James Bond movie, there's always that one thing on the side that he did not bring with him that saves the day. So my thing is, besides being in the moment... You have that sort of Robin Williams spontaneous genius that the script won't cover, the person won't cover. It's that, as you say, being in the now, it happens once or twice on a phone call. And if you can hit that, you got it. And so that's what's being in the now. That's what that laser focus is. It's, it, remember the show Scooby-Doo? It's like you walking down with the candle. All you can see is the light around you, not the spookiness that's out there. So why even focus on it? Focus on the little bit that's there because you will see either a hole that you don't want to step into or there will be a diamond lying on the ground that you would have missed. 
And so that's so important for me, even though it's a 10 minute phone call to be in this 30 second sort of checkpoint thing. It's, it's almost 10 one minute calls or 20, 30 second calls. Because if you have that sort of control, it's very easy to carry those bags. But you will always hear the dog in the background. You will always notice beautiful paintings. You will see these things. And you should mention them because it's exceptionally real. It's enough of selling. Sell smell. People want to do business with people that they like. And so I think if you can really, as I mentioned, put yourself out there, not be vulnerable, but I'm allowed to compliment your artwork behind you and your bookcase. That nice, is that a nice clock back there too that I see? Oh, you're hooking it up. Nice plant in the corner. You got real, as I say, if your audience can't see it, you have a beautiful office. And so in the midst of this sales call to you, I would definitely stop and compliment what I see in the background and see what we can have in common there. Because that's just me and I'd be anxious to do it because recess is a lot more fun than class. And if I can talk about some things with you that are play oriented or art oriented or just something different from business oriented, mm -hmm. then we can really have a good time together. And then you start calling me Richie instead of Mr. Blank. And then we have a great conversation and close a lot of deals. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I guess we're getting there. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, it's, it's just lovely talking to you. Very, very much in appreciation of all the nuggets that you've shared. It's not that uh, I had to ask. It just came rolling out from you. And mm. I think the, the purpose of the podcast has been achieved because that's what I want my viewers to know because they are creative entrepreneurs, they're artists. And uh, the kind of things that you mentioned, that's what they are really facing in terms of uh, anxiety and fear, which, which come as a stumbling uh, block when you're just starting off, when you are there having big dreams, but, you know, somewhere in between, moving towards. As much as I'm proud of myself today, I'm more proud of myself 15 years ago when I closed my first account. That was the greatest feeling I've ever had in my entire life when the plant was sprouting. I mean, that was, that was amazing. But um, I, I think the greatest lesson today, especially because you're, even though this is lighthearted and fun, this is also a very serious topic. You are talking about spirituality and, and wholesome living. So at least your audience will know, and, and I'm willing to put my money down. They can tell my sincerity and authenticity in regards to my own proper spirituality. I'm not faking it. Come on, you would have caught me 15 times already this past half an hour. <laughs> and so everything that I've shared with you is just my own light that's inside of me that drove me to be a Spanish major, to move abroad, start a company. Who says, who does these things? Nobody does. I couldn't compare notes with anybody. <laughs> but being here today, I'm just letting you know to not have that fear or anxiety. If you don't want to be a boxer, then don't get hit in the face. You want to start a business. Anxiety of what? What? Financials and stuff? It, these are not the things to be stressed about. Seriously, this is part of what you signed up for. Go into it. Pure. Know that there is distance. There's a forced march to it. 
There might be times you question yourself, but my good friend, when you put your head on that pillow at night, that's when your clearest thoughts come. And that's when you know that you'll have a light heart because you've done the right thing that day. You might have not made money, okay? But you did these certain efforts to get you closer to it. It's the greatest mysteries in life are these riddles. If it were easy, everyone would be a millionaire. I got lucky. Stars were aligned. But I tell you what, my friend, I was willing to go for it. <laughs> and that's what, that's the difference in life. And, and let me put it this way. The majority of your audience has a very nice family. Where if worst case scenario happens, they can always call up their uncle or their dad and use their networking to get a job. But throw your hat in the ring. Drink life. Go for it. And then write me an email and let me know how successful you are after you've watched this podcast and grew your business. Yes, absolutely. I'll be the first person to congratulate <laughs> you. You know me? I, I can't wait to meet your amazing audience and, and share this with my audience. We have a very large Facebook fan page of local Costa Rican Ticos, and they're going to love you. And so when this goes live, don't be surprised if you don't have a huge Costa Rican fan base. Oh, wow. That would be so amazing as well. So, yeah, I mean, I am absolutely enjoying it. Don't want to end it, but I guess time is a bit pressing. So, I know. <laughs> truly appreciate your enthusiasm and your expertise that you bring to the table today. And I hope you, to have more conversations with you sometime soon. Oh, I'd love to come back. Your show's the best. Anyway, I can't thank you enough. You bring the best out of me. And um, thank you. I feel much better today. Now I'm really going to have a good day after this podcast. Really? <laughs> Thank you so much. All right.